listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. Now here's your host, the Sly Dog. Hello and welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and joining me today from Whitesnake, from Cher, from Night Ranger, today from Joel Hoekstra's 13. Joel Hoekstra, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Great to, great to talk to you. I'm excited to talk to you about the new album, uh, Running Game. Uh, it's been six years since Dying to Live, and in that time, you've joined Whitesnake. You've, like I said, you toured with Cher. Uh, when did you do, when did you find time to decide? Okay, it's time for a new Thirteen album. Uh, I'd say I started putting it together in, in 2017. It just takes time to get it turned around sometimes. So I think uh, I, I can't, wrote the guitar riffs, and then from there, um, the melodies and the choruses, and then got drums and bass down. And then at some point in time, wrote the rest of the lyrics and a guide vocal for the singer. And then at that point in time, things kind of slowed down for a bit. The singer had a, a health issue. Um, so that that sort of laid it balanced, like slowed it down and had trouble getting a deal in place for it, too. So that was kind of like taking the motivation out of it. Uh, but I'd say COVID helped kind of get it back on on track, you know. So once everybody got cleared up uh, with this schedule wise, it really helped to put it on the fast track and get it done. So, um, yeah, I was able to get the rest of the lead vocals down, um, my, my guitars, uh, the background singer, keyboards and get it mixed. And boom, next thing you know, it's seeing the light of day. So very exciting. Awesome. It's glad it's glad to finally have it because it seemed like that first one got really like rave reviews. So I was kind of wondering when this new one was going to happen. So that's great to great to hear that like it's kind of been in the back of your mind percolating and that now we finally get to hear it. That's great. Yeah, it's it, these things always start sooner than I mean, it takes time after you turn it in too. it takes a few months for the label to turn it around and create the physical product and everything. So it's it's a uh, more time consuming than people ever realize. They they feel like, you know, well, can't you just record something real? I mean, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I could have gotten it done much quicker. Don't get me wrong. But I've had a <laughs> I've had a very busy touring schedule and uh, everybody on the, the other musicians on the record are, are very busy people, too. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got uh, Jeff Scott Soto singing backup vocals. You've got Derek Sherinian on keyboards. You know, those are two guys from Sons of Apollo right there. So everybody like in this band like has a really good pedigree and is busy with other projects. So I get that. Uh, speaking of that, you kept the same lineup from the previous album intact. W- was that something you like hoped for with 13? Or did you see this as kind of more like an Alan Parsons type thing originally where you kind of pick and chose who you wanted to play on each song? Um. Well... I, I wasn't sure, but I, the, when I came time to make this, I thought it might be cool to just have the same lineup and people can know what to expect. There's a certain sound happening with this then. So uh, for me, that that's uh, that that gives it some value. Uh, people know, know what to expect. So I didn't really change the formula. I just kind of tightened things up a little bit because I knew what it was more this time around. I think with Dying to Live, I was kind of like starting it out really heavy and then it sort of found its way to what it was going to be. Uh, and so this time I knew what it was going to be uh, and just had an opportunity to tighten up the, the sound a bit. Nice. And you really did. You really did. Uh, you, you mentioned it coming, kind of becoming a little more melodic. To me, it's still very heavy and also even a little proggy in places, but it rides that line between like metal and melodic, like super, super nicely. Like talk about like how, what kind of made you like solidify the sound and the vibe you were going for when you started making this thing. 
I mean, it's really the personnel at the end of the day, man. You get Vinny Apice on there on drums, and then you instantly get that Dio slash Black Sabbath thing comes to mind. And I think that's why initially I had some of it was really heavy because I was thinking, yeah, let's do like a Black Sabbath thing, man, you know? <laughs> uh, but then as I went with it, you know, and signed with Frontiers, I was like, all right, so some AOR, you know, some melodic stuff is going to be great. And so I think where it found its comfort zone was that Dio-ish at its heaviest and Foreigner-ish at its lightest. So that's always just how I describe this thing to people. It's like, you know, melodic hard rock, but sometimes it gets heavy. Definitely. Uh, when I got the release for the album before the interview, one thing it said is lyrically that the album focuses on escaping problems. And I think it definitely, to me, has that. It has a positive march forward in the face of anything type vibe. Which is great right right now, you know, given that we, you know, that COVID has us in lockdown and everything. You know, Finish Line and Reach for the Sky kind of have that, you know, hopeful vibe in spades. Talk about, like, how, why that was appropriate. Like, uh, appro- talk about why that was important to you and in your lyrical approach for the album. Uh, I mean, everything was in place pre-COVID. So all these lyrics were all written before any of this stuff. So uh, they're just just the way i look at going through life man you know there was a lot of time on the road so i guess you know a lot of a lot of time on the road you have a lot of time to look back at life and think about how the heck you got there and reflect on your path and so for me that's a whole lot of it you know so uh but i I love for people to find their own meanings in these songs and be able to have their own interpretations i don't i don't necessarily like that people totally locked in to like you know this is what joel's saying and this is you know this is the story of his life. It's like, eh, I mean, you know, kind of, but it's cool to have people find their own meaning in it. Nice. Nice. Let's talk about, let's hit on some of the songs. I picked out a few of my favorites. I wanted to ask you about starting with fantasy to me like that. You kind of touched on is kind of DOS-esque and Sabbathy a little bit. Talk about that song a bit and bringing that one together. Yeah, I'd say that um, the verse riff is thinking about Vinny Apice. You know, just he likes those riffs with space that bat up, bat up, bat up. Yeah. Lots of room for the yeah. drums, right? So kind of Zeppelin-y, right? And uh, I guess, you know, the chorus is just a big unison. I guess in a sense, I'm thinking um, the kind of the Sabbath thing there where the vocals sing the riff, right? There's not yeah. a lot of that stuff. There's not a lot of songs like that. Typically, you have a guitar riff, and then the vocals will do something counter to that, have a different melody over the top. So Sabbath, if you notice, you know, like Iron Man and NIB and Sweet Leaf, and, you know, Ozzy was always just singing the guitar riff, which is really rare. You don't hear a lot of that. So anyway, I think I just kind of just went with that um, as, the, as the vibe for the chorus. Nice. Uh, Lonely Day to me is interesting because I feel like the verses are really heavy and then the chorus kind of elevates that song to that lighter foreigner-esque place you were talking about. And there's that great little bit of like acoustic guitar just kind of like buried just a little bit in the mix. It's kind of ear candy. I love stuff like that. Talk about that song a bit. Um, yeah, that one came together. Most of the stuff was like written in some hotel or backstage somewhere. <laughs> and so I remember coming up with that one in Germany. I think just like, you know, days off one of those situations where, you know, we got three days off and we'll be, you know, I'll see you Friday for the gig. And like, you're just like walking around Germany going like, what do I, you know, okay, I'm all alone here. So uh, anyway, that's, that's basically what, what that's about. Nice. Uh, Cried enough for you. I love, I love me a good ballad. And uh, that one is definitely great. It's kind of 
Like it's got it's like one of those like classic '80s epic ballads. You know, it's kind of a slow burner. Yeah, that is uh, that's more that's more about like just letting go of bad memories more than anything, more than like a ballad like for like a woman or anything like that. So um, that's where that's coming from, and that's definitely got that. Um, times like the you know the sabbathy kind of thing and that's again that's the personnel that's that's having vinnie apathy playing on it and just knowing like yeah this would be cool you know i'm trying to stay true to what he digs to play and and what we're all that's going to bring out the strengths in all of us right yeah you referenced the band the band a lot like you know you kind of like you'd like to play to their strengths so it, would you would you say when you're writing these songs like you're very much thinking about who you're writing for like and it's not so much like a, like this is like you know this is like me this is like all about my it's a solo record it's all about me you're thinking for the people you're going to work with is that a good like accurate to say Yeah in terms of the musicality of it yeah I mean I'm yeah. always writing around Russell's range thinking about what his top notes are what he's going to sound good singing where do I can really get him belting right not writing stuff that's not in his wheelhouse so, um, yeah, uh, but in terms of the meaning, that's probably more me, you know, so there's, there's the interesting thing, I guess, right? That's <laughs> the songs lyrically yeah. are, uh, more that's, personal. They are. And especially, I think this last, like the last one I wanted to touch on, uh, the title track running game to me, like that song was like, it was really cool because the, ro- the record like kept rocking straight through and then all of a sudden you just get this. Little, like little breather at the end this palate cleanser and it's got percussion you know lenny castro's playing on it which is really cool lenny castro from uh uh toto and it's very vibey and atmospheric talk about that song a bit because that was like a nice way to bring it all together i had a lot of mid-tempo rockers on it and uh i knew that the song was or the the album was going to be named running games before that song existed that that was my last minute edition so i was like <laughs> man i got all these like you know this, the album's like ending with just tons of like mid-tempo rockers. I thought, needs something else, man. You know, maybe I could write something to tie this all together or something that has a different vibe and that could be the theme of the album. And so there you go. So that was just to kind of tie it all together, what all the lyrics were about and have a little vibe change at the end to kind of take place, uh, people someplace different and have it stand out a bit. Nice. And how did I'm, I'm just curious because, like, you know, Lenny Castro is one of those guys who's play, played with everybody. How did he end up coming to play on the album? So I saw him play with Joe Bonamassa. Uh, one of the days I had off with TSO, he was playing with Joe's acoustic band. And uh, I was blown away by him. And then thankfully, because he, he works with Toto, I know Steve Lukather a bit, and Steve got me his contact info. And, um, able to hit him up and thankfully he was into it cool nice uh so moving on uh the pandemic has put a lot on hold i know there was last year there was supposed to be a white snake tour with sammy hagar that kind of never came to fruition and we still don't know what 2021 really looks like yet so what are your plans like for the rest of 2021 like obviously you're going to kind of like promote this record online a bit but like are you hoping to be playing some shows with white snake at the end of the year or what like what is it looking like for you at this point yeah, I don't know. I mean, one way or another, I'm going to stay really busy. Right now, my thing is um, teaching guitar, doing sessions, writing with people. Um, I mean, I have the project to work on with uh, Nathan James and Michael Sweet that I signed on to do. So uh, oh, wow. writing writing that, getting the guitars down for that. Um, 
you know, I keep making these quarantine videos as long as this thing lasts. I got another fun, <laughs> fun one of those in the works. And but uh, lessons, master classes, cameos. I mean, I'm 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 going all day, every day, pretty much um, during this thing. So one way or another, I'll just keep busy and keep moving forward until somebody says, "Hey, concerts are happening," and then okay, cool, I'll do nice. some of that. I forgot about that uh, Nathan James and Michael Sweetside project. Talk a bit about that that for a little bit, because I've, I've just heard that's going to be a thing. Like, is there anything else you can really divulge on that one? Not really. I mean, it's all very new to me. Um, I'm, I mean, I can tell you I wrote the guitarist for it and turned him into Michael a couple weeks ago. And now Michael's in, in the process, I think, of like arranging them. So he wants them kind of in uh, just like a few times around of each riff and then he can kind of drop and arrange and pro tools and arrange a song the way he's hearing it. Um, so that's the way we're going about it. He, him and Alessandro are co-producing the record. And so they're going to write, you know, melodies and lyrics and, and, uh, we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. I, you know, the, the, uh, the rhythm section things a little bit of a surprise. I kind of signed on to just do, uh, do the project with Michael and uh, Nathan. And then, uh, all of a sudden it's like, Tommy's the drummer. Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Nice. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to hearing what comes out of that one. And uh, you've also played on some of Michael's uh, solo records in the past, so I know you two like like have worked like created cool stuff together. So I know this is going to be awesome. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I like Michael a lot, man. He's a good guy. We've been working together a long time. Just you know, in moderation, right? So looking forward, <laughs> to, looking forward to diving in a little bit more with that, and uh, and and just seeing what we get when we do this album. Nice. I got two more questions for you. Uh, first up, uh, White Snake's been putting out these, uh, like the the red, white, and blue albums. There was the the white album that was the rock album, and there was the red album that was the ballads, and the, the blue one is next, which is the blues tunes. And I've heard like, I've been reading like some of the songs are kind of like updated a little bit in some ways. Like, did you contribute anything to those, or just uh, so, is that just all? Uh, some of them. I mean, there's one new track on the rock album, and that was always the same. It's called, yeah. and that was a, a track that wasn't a, didn't make flesh and blood basically. But um, I mean, it, it could have. It's it stands, you know, stands there with any of the songs that were on the record. So um, having that on the rock album was cool. And then there's some songs scattered throughout all three of these from uh, from the album Restless Heart that I kind of added to Adrian Vandenberg's part. So I doubled him real tight with the Les Paul, and then added some overdubs here and there. So I, I I sort of helped with the reworking of those, but um, beyond that, not much. So there's like uh, two, three songs on each that I'm on, technically. Nice. Nice. Those have been fun. I've been like kind of like tracking like the year through those, so that's been kind of cool. I'm excited for the next one. Uh, last up, so traditionally, um, I always ask uh, for a tour story to kind of end things off, but I wanted to put a little twist on it this time, seeing as you've played with so many different people and... One of my earliest musical loves outside of like hard rock and roll was I really, for some reason, like became infatuated with the music of Cher. Um, I think she's great. And uh, do you have any like stories of like touring with her, or, like playing shows with her because that because she's so iconic? 
Um, yeah, I mean, she's just very, uh, I would say prof professional is the first way I would describe her kind of quiet, more quiet than people would realize. Um, she's just a very nice lady and, um, she did some real fun stuff with us. I mean, you know, there's nights there was like bingo night where everybody plays bingo and then she'll take us all out to the movies and next thing you know, you're at the movie theater with Cher. She's waiting in line for popcorn like everybody else. It's a <laughs> pretty amazing thing. So really fun. So that was one of those gigs out of left field that I never would have anticipated, but I really, really enjoyed. Nice. And you do a great solo, like for uh, the part of the show where they do bang, bang. Like I watched a few videos of you playing all that online. You are ripping that, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Joel, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, the new album is Joel Holster 13, Running Games. Uh, tell people where they can find you online and on social media. Uh, pretty much my .com is the, the good starting point where you can link over to any of my social media stuff or visit my web store or whatever you're feeling like or just read up on the on my history. Uh, so I'll spell my name because it's not easy. Joel, J-O-E-L. Hoekstra, H-O-E-K-S-T-R-A dot com. Nice. And the album's out February 12th, correct? Correct, yeah. Awesome. Everybody go check that out. Great stuff. Joel, thanks again. Uh, Till next time, I'm your host, The Slide Dog. Peace, love, music. Away from home 
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.